All right. Well, shall we get it started in ha? Yeah. Let's let's get neurodiverse in in ha. Let's oh well yes, I guess. Well, hello everyone. Welcome great to great joke to start. Great, off with. perfect, awesome, tasteful joke to start the episode with. Uh, that comes from our own correspondent, Cameron Dewitt. It's me. <laughs> it's him. And I'm Nathan Hunt, and this is a podcast. What do you think about that? And the theme of the podcast is learning to appreciate artists that may be misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed. And today, oh boy, we, uh, we got a real doozy of a palate cleanser for y'all um, as we wait for uh, everyone to vote in our bracket. Uh, so if you haven't done that, there'll be a link in the show notes, vote on who you want us to cover next for our next season. I believe the finalists were Yoko Ono and Dixie Chicks. No, it was Yoko no. Ono and Eminem. Eminem. Okay. Oh yeah. Cause Dixie Chicks went up against Yoko Ono in the second to last round. Okay. L- let's just say, okay, so this is posting. So we're going to record next Friday, the 13th. Whoa. Spooky. Um, so if you, let's just say we'll shut down the voting by uh, Thursday, the 12th of December. Okay. Let's, yeah. let's say that. Yeah. See if we don't. See if we don't. See if we don't so say get that. Your, get your votes on. Get and your vote on. Get your vote on. Right now it's tied. 50 oh, 50 interesting okay last time i checked mm-hmm. well until we talk about either eminem or yoko ono for our next season we got a little palate cleanser for y'all and today cameron suggested that we talk about celebrity uh novelty um uh narcissism albums and yes. <laughs> as soon as he suggested that, he had a few he had a few um, suggestions, including Hugh Laurie's album, and uh, and you had actually, a few suggestions too. Yeah, Tim Curry has a fun album. I actually ha- found it on vinyl at a Goodwill. Uh, I think. Oh, you really wanted to cover Leonard Nimoy? Leonard Nimoy's album. Oh I yeah, we should cover Leonard Nimoy's album at some point. And the ba- the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> Great song. Um, but as soon as he mentioned the celebrity novelty albums, I was like, we have to talk about Bruce Willis's album. The return of Bruno, the return of Bruno as, as uh, discussed on the, uh, my brother, my brother, me episode honking on Bobo. I think it's called, uh, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but this is an album that Bruce Willis recorded and released in 1987. Um, and, I knew that he sort of had an alter ego called Bruno or that was like a nickname for himself or something. But what I didn't fucking know is that this is Bruce Willis's Chris Gaines. Yes, it totally is because this, this album was released with a companion one hour HBO special also called the return of Bruno. It's basically the same. Yeah. It's basically the same thing. It's a mockumentary and he's pretending to be this guy named Bruno Rattellini uh very funny um which is quote to quote from wikipedia a legendary blues singer slash (laughs) musician it's very funny to say singer slash musician that sucks he's not only a singer he's also a musician (laughs) offended uh it says singer slash musician who influenced as the story goes a number of famous musicians and they got so many fucking people to, to appear Elton John, to, Phil to Collins. say that they were influenced by Bruno Rattellini. Yeah. <laughs> Phil Collins, Brian Wilson, Grace Slick, Joan Baez, John Bon Jovi, wow. Paul Stanley, The Bee Gees, Graham Nash, Stephen Stills, and Ringo Starr uh, appear in the film as themselves paying tribute to Rattellini. All right. Well, I can at least appreciate that they didn't get like a bunch of black musicians to say, I learned everything <laughs> I know from Bruno. <laughs> like they did with Chris Gaines. <laughs> Uh, did they do that? They had at least a little bit of that, I think. Didn't he have uh, like a a black friend who was fridged, basically? Yes, he did. Fridged uh, via airplane accident, I believe. Dear Lord. 
gross <laughs> <laughs> very very um problematic by, by uh, the way um the most recent episode of my friend chuck chuck tingle's new podcast oh no um talks about uh, uh garth brooks and uh and chris Gaines a lot mm-hmm. um because there's a concept in the tingle verse called a reverse twin and it's like uh basically an evil alternate dimension version of of you that tries to steal your bones your um, bones like your actual your like skeleton bones yeah okay uh so he's he's talking about that uh, but he, i couldn't help but notice that uh chuck tingle pronounces garth brooks's name the same way that we like to <gasps> garth with a hard f yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. yeah that's very good I've never listened to any of his stuff or read any of his things. He sounds pretty entertaining and kitschy, though. I I really like this new podcast because it's a duo podcast. Um, I forget the name of the other. Her name's Mackenzie, but I don't remember the name of her, what, what her last name is. But I think River? she's like a TV writer or something. Um, and she is the straight man, even though she's a gay woman. But she fills that role and um mm-hmm. chuck tingle um is the uh is the comedic one of the two and i think that that element uh, makes him a little more palatable and emphasizes how bizarre of a character he is mm-hmm. yeah fun yeah yeah so everybody check that out <laughs> you seem annoyed <laughs> No, no, I'm just not trying to figure, trying to get back on track. Um, maybe I'll read the All Music Review by Stephen Thomas Erlewine. That name sounds familiar. Is he the one that was like shitty towards Garf? I've never, that's not f- a familiar name to me. Hmm. It sounds familiar to me, but I don't know if it's for any reason. Uh, he gives this album three stars out of five. And says, at the height of Moonlighting Mania and after the Seagram's wine cooler commercials showcased his vocal skills, Motown, <laughs> apparently he was in a Seagram's commercial, I guess. Okay. Uh, apparently, according to this review, Motown asked Bruce Willis to record a full album of blues, R&B, and soul, hence the return of Bruno. And uh, true to form, it is, this does actually come out of the Motown record label. And the producer oh, is Robert... Weird. Robert Kraft, not the New England Patriots guy. I mean, th- this album does sound good. Yeah, I mean, it's got the Pointer Sisters on it and yeah, the it's Temptations. Put, it's put together very well, and there's a lot of heavy hitters on it. Yeah, the music is like surprisingly good. His voice is like it's fine. Um, it kind of reminds me of like a like a not quite as potent like Harry Connick Jr. or something. Mm. Like it's sort of like va- vaguely Cajun. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, here's here's what uh, Stephen Thomas Erlewine says about it. Willis has more vocal talent than, say, Sybil Shepherd, but he doesn't quite have the conviction or skill of the Blues Brothers. Often it's difficult to hear him strain for notes on familiar items like Under the Boardwalk, Young Blood, and Respect Yourself, but that same limited talent makes the ready-made originals jackpot down in Hollywood and flirting with disaster appealing kitsch. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. <laughs> and then goes on to say, Willis may deeply believe he has vocal talent, but the album stands more as a testament to the excesses of Reagan-era celebrity and baby boomer nostalgia than as a piece of music. Okay, oh, boomer. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... So yeah, there's a lot of uh, standard like '80s R&B blues um, sort of stuff. There's a song that sounds a lot like uh, what's his face? Um, who did Danger Zone? Kenny Loggins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like this fine. <laughs> it's kind of aggressively uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not bad. I like this album cover a lot. It's fun. Yeah. I think Bruce Will- I forgot that he's a cutie. He's, he's pretty cutie. cute. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of yeah. like a little smirk. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's kind of the king of the charismatic smirk. He, and yeah. he's sort of a human smirk in fact. I, I don't think he can move that other side of his lip. 
You're right. Could only move the right side. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I feel like his his strength on this album is his charisma. Uh. He definitely and 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 I think what also um makes this a better album than the Chris Gaines album is that he doesn't take himself so seriously. Um, there, the humor was definitely a component to the Chris Gaines persona and the whole thing going on there. Um, but it was like pretty dry and understated and Bruce Willis is just clowning on this album. Basically it's pretty fun. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised that it's, uh, I'm not as offended by like the vanity of it. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I I was expecting to find. Um, on like a celebrity novelty album. I was like, all right, this is just going to be like a narcissism project from a celebrity and it's going to be, it's going to suck. And I was like, Oh, this actually doesn't suck. Should we start talking about songs? Let's start talking about songs. First one is called coming right up. I'm at your service. And then you I like that. I think that's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be right with you. Uh, uh, also, so I, I didn't keep mm-hmm. I didn't keep notes, but I have just like random samples of like uh, Bruce Willis laughing in these tracks. If you want to just sprinkle them throughout. So, oh, okay. Yeah, just at your own discretion. I'm not going to prompt you. <laughs> I'll be right with you. oh boy these are really entertaining he's having fun with it he is yeah he's just he's just spoofing and goofing it's fun he likes singing he does he likes being a a song man it's fun to like hear someone just clearly enjoy themselves and yeah just have a good time you know and he's he's backed up by such fantastic musicians uh background vocalists are i think mostly the pointer sisters i heard them a lot uh, who are obviously fantastic. And um, I think it also helps that he didn't write any of these songs. <laughs> He's got co-writing credit on some of them. On one of them. I think it's, oh yeah, it's it's uh, Bruno's Bop. It, no, sorry, and it's Jackpot. And then in parentheses, Bruno's Bop. I'm, I, I'm giving it the people's title. <laughs> but we all, <laughs> it's true. Well, we all know true it title. as Bruno's Bop. Yeah. Uh, I think he just wrote the harmonica riff. I Probably. think that's all he wrote. Yeah. <laughs> I could believe it. Should I synopsize this or do you want to synopsize? Go it? for it. All right. Uh, so uh, the character of the speaker in this song is a bartender. Mm-hmm. Uh, his and name is Bruno. He literally says, Bruno's here, baby. I'm at your service. Oh, for, I forgot. Yeah, Bruno. Okay, so... The literal man Bruno is a bartender, and this is an autobiographical song. And mm-hmm. there is an attractive patron, and uh, Bruno is uh, uh, telling this patron that he will do his job and give her whatever she wants. And it's he he's laying it on so thick that it's it's almost like. Are you saying that you'll serve up more than just drinks? And then she gets the hint, and uh, he says this inscrutable line. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's that? Am I free later? Let me put it this way. Yep. Does a comet leave a crater? <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I would answer no. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because a comet streaks across the night sky. It would be a... Meteor, a meteor meteor that would leave a crater right i i believe so i'm not a astrologist or astronomer <laughs> you dumbass <laughs> you're Clearly. so much not an astronomer that you can't even come up with the word astronomer what's uh, the what's the sign of people that that uh know about stars <laughs> <laughs> i don't have a joke for that that's okay. the sign well, um, so she leaves a map to her place on a napkin. Nope. Nope. Un- underneath her glass in a vodka spill. That's what it was. She left a map on a $10 bill, says the lyrics. 
Oh, because that's his tip. I guess so. Uh, and he finds his way over there. And uh, do you want to play the... Uh... I absolutely do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want it buzzer was her? Is that the one? Oh, yeah. He rhymes buzzer with uh, was her. And I think that's great. Fuzzy was he was a bear. <laughs> And apparently she, she lives on the 99th floor, which is yeah. absurd. Yeah. <laughs> it's clearly, clearly patently on the face of it. Absurd. <laughs> let me see. Let me just uh, and- quickly check. Tallest building in the world. Let me just see how many floors it has. Just out of curiosity. Like Dubai. Yeah, Burj Khalifa. It's 163. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. The One World Trade Center is 104. But other than that, uh, there are none. Oh, I guess Central Park Tower is 131. Um, but other than that, there yeah. are none in the U.S. that are... Well, I guess the Sears Tower is 108. Never mind. Um, there are only very few that are above 99 floors. Uh, do you want to, he's in the elevator and just sort of, um, uh, uh, monologuing. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nice lobby. <laughs> oh, here we are. 99. <laughs> Those, the Pointer Sisters are really excited about the most boring and mundane like internal mon- well external monologue he's like Ding dong. Oh, here's the buzzer uh, let me count the numbers of the floors one two three sixty nine seventy nine so aggressively boring he gets to the top and she's cooking dinner in high heels Mm-hmm, as you do. And he asks, he asks for a man, a bone dry Manhattan. Don't forget that little cherry on top, coming right up. Who? Wait. How do you make a dry Manhattan? Like one of the main ingredients is sweet vermouth. Yeah, I guess he just wants just mostly whiskey. Uh, <laughs> whiskey with a cherry. I guess <laughs> that's not great. No. Uh, I, he, maybe he has a similar understanding of what a Manhattan is, uh, as his understanding of, uh, astrology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Does a comet leave a crater? One, one of my friends, uh, Adam always liked to say, does the Pope shit in the woods? <laughs> very good. <laughs> it's very funny. It's a combination of does a bear shit in the woods and does. No, I get it. <laughs> what's, what's the Pope one again? Does the Pope wear a hat? Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does the Pope shit in the woods? Very good. All right. Um, yeah, and then they they have dinner and drinks and dot, dot, dot. And oh, and oh have, wait, wait. And they have a lovely time. They have a lovely time. Uh, also, he has a great line that he feeds to her that we're going to hear. Mm, yeah. Man, let me fix that seam on the back of your stocking, baby. Woo! Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what, what does that mean? Um, how, how is he going to fix that? May, I mean, maybe he has to take it off to fix it. Maybe he has a sewing kit that he carries with him, you know? That's probably it. Yeah. It's probably a sewing kit. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have asked. That's obviously what it is. Duh. Yeah. I eh, I mean, it's it's clearly like a very obvious um non-subtle like weird pickup line but mm-hmm. it's also like it's also wh- kind of a nag it's you got, it like, is kind of a nag yeah and it doesn't make a put together ton of sense like also like does it really matter like do, is, is he trying to straighten it is it torn like what's wrong with the seam i don't know there's a lot of mystery to this song i appreciate that yeah, uh, it's a real um, mystery box. Mm-hmm. Well, should we move on to the next song? We should. This one is called Respect Yourself. Before you wreck yourself. Wreck yourself. 
So apparently, "Respect Yourself" was a famous song by the Staple Singers. Um, yeah, from I recognize it. Seventy-one. Yeah, I actually didn't though. Are all are all the words the same? Because some of these words are weird. Uh, does he talk about Bruno a lot? <laughs> uh, do you want to play the sound sample I took? Sure. Okay, great. Legitimate. What? <laughs> Keep talking about it's the like president. A- <laughs> Won't stop air pollution. Put your hand over your mouth when you cough. That'll help the solution. This is like a Aww. weird Republican. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Climate denier response here. Yeah, it is. That's weird. Um, I think who would have been president in 1971? Would that have been uh, not Nixon, right? Would have been LBJ? Or no, was Nixon elected in Nixon was elected in 68. So I guess it would have been Nixon. Um, yeah. So I guess like Mac Rice and Luther Ingram are complaining about people complaining about Nixon. I guess so. I mean, that'd be a weird flex for anyone besides a straight white Republican to take. Absolutely. Pretty much the only constituent that Nixon cared about or served in any way. Nathan, when you cuss around women folk that you don't, who, whose names you don't know, uh-huh, do you uh-huh. think that makes you a big old man? Oh, totally. I feel yeah. so big. <laughs> I got a raging boner, too. But what if you found out that uh, nobody gave a good kahoot na 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 oh oh Oh, shit. Oh, no. About you. Oh, no. Oh, I, I would very much uh, check to myself before I respect myself. Okay. Uh, respect yourself. Any... If you don't respect yourself, ain't nobody going to give a good kahootanananana. Oh, oh. That's all the chorus. The, all, all, all the shade about this song, it's pretty catchy. It is. I mean, it's 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 fun. It's a it's a great song. Um, more Pointer Sisters. More, lots of Pointer Sisters. Yeah. Um, I. How do I phrase this in a delicate manner? I did not know that um, Bruce Willis was such uh, friends with black people. <laughs> is that a thing? I don't. Well, apparently, I mean, he's. He like Motown asked him to record an album with Motown where he sings and with a bunch of black musicians singing uh if not, not I don't think this is a Motown song but it's Stax Records which is next thing to Motown. Um and he was like invited in to do this and yeah singing these like Motown style songs which uh huh. yeah. And then and then he would he would go on in uh Die Hard 3 in 1995, Die Hard with a Vengeance, mm-hmm. uh, to, to co-star with Samuel L. Jackson's uh, character who uh, is, if I remember right, a, a kind of shallow parody of a, like a black power, like distrustful of white people. Really? <laughs> character. Uh-huh. And uh, at, at the, <laughs> they have to solve a mystery together to defeat Jeremy Irons and uh who's doing all sorts of mischief in the city and at one point jeremy irons the actor is the villain yes (laughs) uh playing humbert humbert yeah and uh (laughs) he's a real villain and uh bruce willis at one point says to samuel jackson's character um i think you know what i think that you're the racist (laughs) oh great (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> whoa what a what a cool and unique and interesting and thought-provoking and definitely uh-huh. correct take oh yeah. boy really uh improving the world over there yeah <laughs> it's like you're a racist in reverse <laughs> <laughs> mm. yep so i don't think i was going anywhere with that i just thought it was interesting that yeah he was uh, yeah uh, that is interesting invited into this world yeah why <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know i mean whatever he's doing fine yeah i mean he's he's definitely to a certain extent being carried by all of uh, his collaborators yeah i mean this is all produced by a white guy 
Is it? Well, it says produced by Robert Kraft. Oh. And I'm looking at a picture of Robert Kraft, who uh, appears appears to be pretty white. I see. All right. President of Fox Music. Oh. Hmm. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other Robert yeah. Kraft from the, the Pats is, from what I understand, a huge piece of shit. So maybe it just goes with the name. <laughs> it's not his fault. Yeah, he He's was just born that cursed, way with that name. cursed name. If you don't give a heck about the man with a Bible in his hand, just get out the way and let the gentleman do his thing. Yeah, all the defenses in this song are, mm-hmm. I think, pretty fraught. Yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, let's let's move on to Down in Hollywood. Down in Hollywood. Now I know he ain't looking. Now when that band is cooking. Cause he's watching the ladies dancing on the floor. That's a pretty killer groove in the chorus, the drums and the sax. I mean, yeah, old Brucey isn't contributing a lot to that, but it's like musically really fun and cool. Ah, Cameron, did you hear the good news? There's going to be some bad blues. Somebody That's... sat down and played it all night long. So go on and fill your brown bag. Put on all your clean rags. Well, let's go downtown and see what's going on. Bing, take me down to Vine Street. Stop when you hear the backbeat. We'll sneak on past the bouncer at the door. Now I know he ain't looking, not when that band is cooking, because he's watching the ladies dancing on the floor. Ha-ha. Um, down in Hollywood, better hope that you don't run out of gas. Down in Hollywood, they'll drag you right out of your car and kick your ass. Hmm. Uh, and, then la- and then later on, uh, <laughs> do you want to play my sound sample? Oh, I do, I do, I do. Is it one of, uh, this one? <laughs> not, <laughs> no, not that one. Oh, this one? Let's go downtown see what's going on. Oh, he's so, no. He's so <laughs> uh-huh. amused with himself. Uh, um, is it this one? Literally kick your ass. <laughs> See, a, liter- a literal kick in the ass, I mean, I think for most people, that's probably the s- one of the softest spots on their body. And yeah, I guess it's more symbolic Yeah, to be literally kicked in your ass. <laughs> I'm watching a video of a live performance of Bruce Willis oh, doing Down in Hollywood. Is it right on the now. Genius? Uh, uh, no, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Mine says video is, and, oh, I've got to watch it on YouTube, I see. Yeah, he's wearing this baseball cap that has just the longest brim I've ever seen. And he's also wearing a button down shirt that has the length (gasps) of like a trench coat. What? It's it's kind of an incredible style, but I I do not feel like it makes sense that this character, who's pretty young looking, is like an influential, like... Um, revered old blues, blues singer. musician, yeah, who influenced yeah, Ringo Starr. That does not track at all. That's crazy. That hat has a brim that's like literally a foot long. That's insane. It looks so weird, and it's like silver too. And yeah. and you're right. That shirt goes down to like his like mid calf. What is he wearing? It's it's a lot of look. It's a lot of look. And he's having and he's having a great time, and he's just sort of strutting around. He really is. He's got a lot of swagger. Yeah, he's got the. I yeah, wonder I, if those I are the haven't seen Bruce days. Willis try this hard in <laughs> in decades. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah, he's like he's really giving it all he's got. It's kind of nice to see him have some energy. Yeah. When was the last time you saw him in something where he actually tried? Shoot. Um... The kid? No. no. No, he definitely didn't. The Sixth Sense, maybe? I mean, he was pretty sleepy in that movie, I guess. Yeah, but he's great. Yeah. He's He's got a lot going on behind the eyes. Maybe Unbreakable? Yeah. He was pretty good in Unbreakable, I seem to remember. Yeah, but that was like a really long time that ago. That was like 20 years ago. He's done a lot ago. of movies since yes. then. Uh, 
I worked at the uh, Cornelius Nine Cinemas in Cornelius Pass, Oregon. It was sort of like my first, I think it was my first job. And I, uh, you know, it was like a concessions guy and stuff and cleaned the the theaters. But that was the summer that um, Die Hard 4 came out and Transformers and Hot Rod and Ratatouille. And uh, I don't know why I put that movie in there. I don't know. There's a lot of like, <laughs> I mean, that movie is fucking great, but there's a, a lot of other just sort of trash um, that I watched a bunch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, Die Hard 4 was one of them. And that's the one where I'm pretty sure he like launches a motorcycle oh. at a helicopter and takes it down. Yeah. There's one scene, scene where he, there's one scene where he drags this woman uh, who's a villain character. He, he he drags her by the hair um, and like rips a fair amount of her hair out and, and throws her down an elevator shaft and laughs about it. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, boy. Insane. Violence against <laughs> women like is absolute hilarious. Sociopath. Damn. It reminds uh, me of uh, I, the recent, the, in retrospect, the wicker man like, what? Re- remake where um, Nick Cage is walking around like, full-on punching women in the face the entire movie i guess i haven't seen it but that's apparently what he's doing oh my god yeah. uh yeah yeah I, yep. I i don't know what to say about that other than like i can't believe uh uh i don't know action movies i guess have kind of come a long way like i don't some, i don't some know of them if, have maybe i mean the ones that are like culturally ubiquitous like there's the pretense of a of a conscience in most marvel movies you know what i mean that's true i i mean i guess if you call those action movies then yeah i mean they've taken the place of like this i mean action movies used to be the the big like action comedies specifically that those were the pop movies right like the rush hours or like Shanghai noon or whatever the missions impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, should we move on? We should this. Well, man, this song's kind of a bummer. It's, it's like pretty standard, like, uh, um, standard, like red, like almost like suburban rhetoric. You still hear this now with, um, certain Republican politicians saying things like, you know, Detroit inner city war zones and stuff. And uh, it's yes. just kind of shitty to. There's just a lot of like kind of shitty, like looking down your nose here in these lyrics. Now let's try. Outside the streets are shaking. I hear a couple windows breaking. Some poor fool's gonna land himself in jail tonight. Well, all the hookers trying to pull your coat, and all the pimps reach out to cut your throat. There ain't no way out of here without a fight. Uh, yeah. Not it's great. Pro- problematic. Yes. Uh, who wrote this? Mike Stoller. Oh, really? Doc. Doc Pomus and Jerry Lieber. They appear to be Are all you sure? white. No, uh, I'm looking at Young Blood. My bad. Yeah, you're right. I was going to say Ry Cooter and Tim Drummond are credited with it on Wikipedia and uh, The Genius. Yeah, I had already moved on. <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking of another problematic song. Oh, yeah. Let's <laughs> go to it. Young Blood. All my boys could not have crime. She's digging me. Young blood. Yes, it is. Young blood. Young blood. They get you out of my mind. <laughs> All right, Cookie Monster. Bruno's a, a vampire in this one. <laughs> he wants that young blood. Oh, yeah. Yummy. What's this song about, Cameron? Speaking of Humbert, Humbert. Uh, this is, this is about how, I mean, is this song literally about Bruno? <laughs> well, it's a cover of Young Blood by the Coasters. I think he so made it about not. himself though. <clears throat> okay. So he sees a, it's hard to say if it's a young woman or a girl. Yeah. But she, she's definitely coded very young. She has a ribbon in her hair. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of the boys are uh, lusting after her and sort of trying to call dibs. Ugh. 
but she, according to the speaker of the song, prefer, prefers him. Uh, but for some reason, he still has to follow her all the way home in his car. Gross. That's very bad. Don't. Yeah. So I think that's debatable <laughs> whether she actually wants his attention. Yep. Uh, and then uh, he gets to her house and she's living with her dad, um, which I guess an adult technically could. Um, I mean, that's not unreasonable. Right. Um, and he says, well, he says a couple things. First, he says, you'd better leave my daughter alone. Mm-hmm. Fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he says something a little, a little less scrutable. Yeah. Play that. Yes, I do. I met a dad. He said, "Look at your hands on my daughter before I play a little Hank Aaron medley on your head." That's not Bruno's voice. I wonder who that is. Yeah. But also, so did he say medley or melody? It sounded like he said medley. And Hank Aaron, I believe, is a baseball player. He's a baseball player, yeah. So why is he saying... He's mixing a lot of metaphors. Mostly, but he's saying mostly, he's going to like bludgeon him in the skull with a baseball bat, essentially. I guess. I guess. Huh. Or unless, unless Hank Aaron has a vanity <laughs> album. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's going to sing a little selection from the entire album. Yeah. Oh man. The the thing I know Hank Aaron the most from is he's on an episode of Futurama, which is eh, not one of my favorite episodes of Futurama, but it involves um Leela playing in the the Blurns ball. It's like the future version yeah. of baseball. And um she trains with the like Hank Aaron the 32nd or something. He's like the uh-huh. great 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 so on and so forth grandson of of Hank Aaron. And so Hank Aaron appears as himself as a head in the in a jar and also his uh long um long descendant and so at one point she says to another character she's like i've been training with hank aaron and they're like whoa you've been training with the hank aaron and she's like i've been training with a hank aaron (laughs) 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 which is a very funny little little line I, i like it very much uh, what a great show. It is. Man, there's a uh, lot of little delights in that show. I was I was reflecting on another one recently where Bender goes to is at this one planet where there's an alien uh con artist uh who has like a bunch of castles set up where he tries to like scam women to marry him and pretending to be like a prince or something. And he's like Bender's like Oh, five identical castles, each one more identical than the last. <laughs> <laughs> which may be one of my favorite jokes in all of Futurama. <laughs> oh boy. That's much more fun to talk about than this fucked up song. Uh, yeah. Well, let's move on. Just how gross and creepy is it to refer to a girl slash young woman as young blood? It's, it's the worst. Oh, that's so bad. Oh, gross. All right. Let's talk about under the boardwalk. All I'd like you and my baby is where I'll be Under the boardwalk <laughs> Out of the sun Under the boardwalk We'll be having some fun People walking above Under the boardwalk Yeah, I... Under the boardwalk <laughs> He's so low Yeah I like I like uh, Bruno better when he's like belting out a uh, uh, up tempo blues slash R and B number, and I don't appreciate his voice and style quite as much on uh, this like slower tempo slower tempo ballad where he's singing at the higher end of his register or of his range. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this is a song about being underneath the boardwalk with a love interest. Um, Why would you ever go down there? Isn't that just like where people go to shoot up and have like anal sex with a hobo or whatever? Sounds like a pretty good time. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, maybe they're like shooting up down there, I guess. Uh, that's what they mean by having some fun. That's it. Having some drugs. Uh, there's a one line in here. Ooh, you can almost taste the hot dogs and French fries they sell. <laughs> that line is so weird. An <laughs> aphrodisiac. Okay, but the thing that I think is confusing about this song is mm-hmm. the introduction to the song. So all of this seems like it's about Bruno and uh, you know some young blood, <laughs> uh, or a a, a woman. Um, but then the, the intro to the song, there's a bunch of other dudes, uh, mm-hmm. under the boardwalk and they're all hanging out. So it's like, wait, <laughs> is this just like a platonic hangout sesh? Maybe they're all going to get together and play Limp Biscuit or something. Yeah, or, and Eat then have the game or the music <laughs> shoot up. <laughs> Hey, what's up, fellas? Hanging out down here with us under the boardwalk. Let's throw down. Let's throw down. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. What does he mean by that? I don't know. To fight? To Uh, play jacks or something? Soon they'll be falling in love under the boardwalk. There's so little content to the song. It's very threadbare. Oh, when the sun beats down and melts the tower up on the roof and the streets get so hot you wish your tired feet were fireproof, under the boardwalk, down by the sea, yeah, on a blanket with my baby is where I'll be. And uh, that's basically all there is to the story and the content of the song. Yep. I mean, there's the french fries and hot dogs that they sell, but that's it. It's mostly just like a bunch of images, like pretty nostalgic images of saying like, hey, you know, you can go under the boardwalk, you guys. And you can smell hot dogs down there. Don't you want to go down? <laughs> Come on down. Hot dogs, you say? Oh. Hmm. Well, sh- should we move on to the um, uh, <laughs> this next song? This next great decision? Oh yes, 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 yes. I think people. I think our listeners are going to recognize it. Every move we make. That's one more chance it takes Odds are he won't live to see tomorrow Secret Agent Man Agent Man Giving you a number Taking away Seek A cover of Secret Agent Man. Yep. Yes, it is. Um, which apparently, I just looked it up, um, it was a it was the title song for a show called Danger Man uh and retitled Secret Agent in the United States that ran from 1960 to 1962 and 64 to 68 um hmm. and this was the title song for it but i have to say i think that the title song might be a lot more popular than the show ever was <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know there was a show. Yeah, but I've heard this song a million times, of course. So, I mean, it's basically a a James Bond song without saying James Bond, but then Bruno helpfully uh, medleys it with um, something called James Bond is Back. (laughs) Um, Which I think... It's just like the theme song. Yeah, I think it's just the... I think it's just that that theme song, and he just like interweaves it in. Bow with the bow. The bow. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a man who leads a life of danger. To everyone he meets, he stays a stranger. With every move he makes, there's one more chance he takes. Odds are he won't live to see tomorrow. Secret agent man, secret agent man, they've given you a number and taken away your name. I kind of like that that uh, blank rhyme scheme at the end. Mm-hmm. That it ends with tomorrow. And that's setting up a rhyme for nothing. Yes. Setting up not a rhyme. I kind of like that. Yeah. I mean, it's, ooh, it's maybe sort of a slant rhyme with stranger. I mean, if you. Sorry, Nathan? What? If you say it in a weird uh, British voice, stranger, tomorrow. (laughs) Go on. You know, (laughs) work with me here. I there's, will absolutely not work with you. There's some repetition of sounds. You're going to die on this hill alone. I'm dying on this I'm hill afraid. right now. <laughs> Kill me. 
I just can't. <laughs> you can't kill move me. On from this. <laughs> it's, it's the strangest thing you've ever said. Mm, I don't know about that. I've said some pretty bonkers, whack shit, Cameron. Uh, James Bond is back. Um, do you see the new James Bond trailer? Is there a new James Bond trailer? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I stopped uh, watching James Bond um, when I saw that movie where he straight up rapes that woman. I was like, ah, fuck this. Oh, oh which one sorry. was that? Sorry, I have to be more yeah, specific. Like all of them? <laughs> God damn it. Ah, what a fucking awful, disgusting excuse for a character. Fuck um, James Bond. My, my favorite James Bond references uh, are, what's the name of the, the author of the original book series fleming ian fleming yes um when he appears on the dead authors podcast is that what it's called i um, think paul, so that sounds paul familiar. tompkins had a a live show and podcast called the dead uh, yeah the dead authors podcast where he played um who did he play uh was it jules verne is that who wrote the oh. time machine? H.G. Uh, Wells wrote the time machine. H.G. Wells. I think he was, the, uh, he played H.G. Wells and then he has a different improviser come on and they do an interview and the improviser is playing a different dead author. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, Ian Fleming is on and I believe Matt Gorley plays Ian Fleming and it's ah. uh, really good. So I could buy I'll that. put a link to that. Nice. This is a, a kind of an interesting song lyrically because it is explicitly directed at uh, the secret agent man. It's like a one-on-one sort of. Well, it's it's like a it's like a monologue that someone is delivering to the secret agent man. Yeah, who's uh, the man. who's the first person in this? I don't know. Is it M or Q or like one of those other support folks? Except. I don't know. It, the weird thing is, is it starts in third person. There's a man who leads a life of danger to everyone he meets. He stays a stranger, but then the second verse, or even in the chorus, they've given you a number and taken away your name. And then second uh, so verse, maybe it's just sort of like a, like a, a like a whimsical like rev, reverie, like uh, ah, secret agent man, what a what a life you live. Oh you know, like, yeah. You're saying you, but you're looking up and to the right. Oh, yeah. I'm doing that right now. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. I don't want to talk about this <laughs> dumb song anymore. There's nothing to this song. It's got no let's substance. Let's talk about Bruno's Bop. Bruno's Bop. Grandpa's good advice to hold the day. Hey, when I get frisky, I gotta play. Why not? I'm high. Jackpot. and then he does a harmonica thing he's a lot more eloquent with the harmonica i think it's true it's true i think he's a pretty good harmonica player it seems like he's doing okay with that thing i mean he's got good rhythm and he's playing distinct notes (laughs) that's more than a lot of harmonica players can manage (laughs) like i haven't heard i haven't listened to that much bruce springsteen but i feel like he's doing more than bruce springsteen does yeah, I could I could buy that. This is he's clearly having a lot of fun in this song, and I appreciate that. Um, and it's up tempo, so it's he's just like funning and goofing and stuff. Um, I, I can ima- I can just imagine him with a weird silver ball cap that has a foot long bill <laughs> and a button up shirt that goes down to mid calf, just kind of dancing and bopping around and having fun and putting in an effort. Grandpa always gave yes. me good advice. A fine-looking woman is like a pair of dice. How good advice, so? Grandpa. <laughs> hmm. When she flashes flashes her snake eyes, you oh gotta boy. pay the price. Ugh. That's not great. You know, I'm all, snaky women. I'm all grown up. The game is going my way. Grandpa's good advice still holds today. Hey, when I get frisky, I gotta play. Uh, gambling with love, just sort of a loose metaphor about, um, I don't know. It's like the house always wins, you know, it's like the women are fickle. Um, I it, just like a casino and, or lady luck. 
Yeah. It's it's basically the the metaphor. <laughs> it's the metaphor that you usually hear in the other direction, comparing uh, luck and gambling to um, a uh, woman to uh, like a sort of elusive femininity. But luck it's the opposite. be a lady tonight. It's yeah. Good. It's like yeah. the inverse of luck be a lady tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Which is Lady be a luck tonight. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, what a weird and dumb and bad song. The luck be a lady that is. This one I feel less bad about, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> it's hard to rate them that way. And doesn't matter. Since at all. He's on a winning streak. Yeah, what is I'm assuming because he's had like a like a a, a, a series of good um engaging personal conversations uh with uh, on a date i'm sure that's what he means yeah yeah absolutely just very they're chaste. connecting on multiple levels yeah and no red flags and not at all yeah. all right well you want to go on to the next song <laughs> i'm already done talking about it uh before like let's listen to the intro um because oh. bruno does like a don't make me sing <laughs> kind of like <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of long okay let's listen to, yeah Every, everyone in the studio wants to go home, Bruce. <laughs> More business. Mm, so much business. Now, play now, now. Oh, God. <laughs> Is that really necessary, Bruno? It's so candid. It's definitely uh, not staged. Later, later on, he says only in America, apropos of nothing. <laughs> oh, I remember that part. And then takes a harmonica solo. Yeah, let's listen to it. <laughs> only in America. <laughs> Just a little bit of jingoism, like, yep. thrown in. <laughs> it's very odd. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, should we have a fun time? Let's have a fun time with the song. Yeah, I'm, gonna, fun I'm, time. Gonna, I'm just spoiler alert. I don't have anything to say about the last three songs. <laughs> Me so. either. Let's get we to just, them. Yeah. <laughs> and I got a couple that don't make no noise. Looks like this night I'm fired up for rocking. And the stars above just a few of my toys. Oh, yes, it's fun time. I like that. I appreciate that. the The title of the song is "Fun Time," and what I think from hearing a title like that is like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna talk about having a fun time. Nope, he says it's fun time, as in it's time for fun, which is a different kind of phrase, and is is something. It's just like so weird and childish. <laughs> it's fun time. No time fun. It's fun time. <laughs> so Let's I go appreciate look at a clock. That. Um, uh, got a few jingles jangling in my pocket. That's not bad. It's kind of silly, but he's being silly and having fun time. Uh, and he says, I got a couple that don't make no noise. Is that dollar paper, bills? Paper money. I guess. Or he's, digi- digital money. He's bragging about having Bitcoins over here, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what if this song just turned into like a mansplaining about <laughs> cryptocurrency so actually it's like math becomes like the money <laughs> and like equations and stuff you're all gonna feel so stupid yeah as a side you, note <laughs> you all have a lot of faith in, in, in money mm-hmm. <laughs> in your fiat <laughs> currencies they love to use yeah. that phrase uh, I prefer a uh, Peugeot currency myself. Ha! European car brands, get it? Yum, yum, yum. Um, as a side note, every once in a while, you know, you, you, sometimes you like sit and think about like, what if I were back to the future and I got a time-traveling DeLorean and I went back into the past and I could set myself up 
um, by like buying stock in Apple in like 1987 or whatever. And I was idly going down this line of speculation one day and I was like, wait a minute, fuck. All you got to do is go back to 2011 when Bitcoin is worth like uh, 11 tenths of a cent each buy up shitloads of Bitcoin and then just sell it all in December of 2018 when Bitcoin is worth 20 grand a piece and you would be a billionaire. Um, and I was like, yeah, that would be, that's the much more like effective time travel strategy than like buying stock. Cause you know, to buy stock, you got to have a bunch of capital already. Whereas you could buy $5 worth of Bitcoin and turn it into a billion dollars in a, you know, seven or eight years. Uh, back to the future for Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> Robert Zemeckis, you can buy this idea from me and develop a new screenplay for the low, low price of $750,000. TM, 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 TM. Are you just going to do Polar Express 2? What the fuck are you doing, Robert Zemeckis? What the fuck are you doing with Get your at life, us. Bobby? Come on. Give me a call. You have my number. God. <sighs> yep. Um, uh, lose myself. In the moment, in the music, the moment, mom spaghetti, mom spaghetti. I've got a new resolution. Got my mind set on a good time. <laughs> I was trying to. I was just trying to move on to the next song. Oh, oh, it's lose called myself. lose myself. Yeah, no, you're right. I thought we were going to get through this. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I didn't what pick up on your that? excellent segue. All right, lose myself. <laughs> What kind of loving is he wanting to do where he like won't be able to walk straight? Oh boy, he, he wants to get pegged, I think. Yeah, let's go under the boardwalk. <laughs> exactly. you know what I mean, <laughs> let's shoot up and get pegged. Um, yeah. This is a weird and kind of predatory song. Hey, excuse me, got a cigarette? Thanks for the light. How long are you in town for? Just for the night? Do you need a place to stay? Have you heard these lines before? <laughs> then you probably understand what it is I'm looking for. Yikes. I want to lose myself in love tonight till I can't walk straight till I'm really high. It's written on your face. You need it too. Hmm, debatable. I want to lose myself in love with you. Um, and then she appears to uh, want to flee because he immediately says, all right, chill, chill. You don't have to answer me, but let me ask you, what's got you on the run? Well, oh, maybe no. the thing that's got her on the run is he's being a predatory creep. Yeah. It's like your mind's on something else or someplace or someone. I can sense just what you're feeling, baby, because I feel it in myself. Nope. No, I doubt it. I doubt it. I very much doubt it. <laughs> hmm. You you want to go so far, so far gone that you feel like someone else. Ooh, yikes. So he's taking advantage of that, of her distress. Caused by him. Caused by him. Oh, no. And then the last unique lines of the song are I made some bad mistakes, things I really regret. And there's only one thing going to help me forget it's sex (sighs) with this person. And that's really dark. Yep. Yeah. Um, I had, I had the thought while listening to this album of like, this is not like an egregious example of, uh, predatory, um, masculinity or rape culture. It's not like, the worst example of that, but it definitely is an example of that. A lot of these songs, it's just, yes. it's kind of like the standard, like mainstream creepy rapey stuff of pop music for the time, 1987. So I guess it's good that it's not worse, but uh-huh. not good either. It was a, it was a different time. We yeah. can't look, we can't look at these things through today's lens. We can't judge them on any terms whatsoever or (laughs) criticize them in any way. No. (laughs) All right. You ready to talk about some skid marks? That's the opening words of the next song. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm ready. Here we go. Clearly clearly prepared. She's trouble. Makes you hold on for dear life. Where'd you 
Man, this is this is a, a two things. A, this is a song that sounded a lot like um, Kenny Loggins to me. It's a little bit of Danger Zone here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And B, Bruce Willis really chose a genre that is known for its vocal pyrotechnics, or if not pyrotechnics, then at least like vocal uh, virtuosity. Like R and B and Motown music is music for singers to, if not necessarily show off, then to do daring and uh, difficult and technical things. And I don't feel like his voice is really that up to this genre. Like it'd be fine if he was singing some like shitty butt rock or something, but I just, it's a little unconvincing to hear him sing the chorus of this song. Yeah. uh, (laughs) He doesn't have a lot of runs. (laughs) (laughs) That's one thing. Not a lot of (laughs) no miasmas. Yeah. Deep, deep think outside the box head pole. Yeah. That's, episode one maybe the phantom stupid word that nathan made up (laughs) so skid marks charred cars litter the road to no good sign says turn back i know i would if i could downhill brakes gun turning my knuckles all white this girl she's trouble makes you hold on for dear life in the dark a siren screams as nightmare wakes you from the dream so I guess that was a dream where he was driving. Very interesting. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. <laughs> Cameron, I think we're flirting with disaster, if you know what I mean. We, yeah. So uh, we've been shitting on this a bunch, but the the production of the album is actually entertaining. Is it worth checking out other than like, just go listen to some actual Motown music. Yeah, that's obviously much R&B. better. Just go do that instead. Yeah. It's not worth it. It's not that entertaining. We highlighted all the best parts, yeah. uh, which there are very few. Yeah. So I feel like we, re- we wrung most of the uh, entertainment value out of the novelty and uh, uh, squeezed it right into your ears, dear listener. Yeah, that's what these uh, palate cleansers are for. But we're going to do a real deep dive starting uh, starting next week. Are we going to yeah start this next week? Season 12? Are we not going to do one more palate more. cleanser? Do you want to do one more? I don't know. Maybe. I well, We will see. I don't <laughs> It's just so far in the future because this episode is coming out next week. <laughs> and so we're not going to be recording for another like week and a half from now. And who knows just, what's going to happen between now and then. I, I just don't want to have to figure out another thing to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, maybe we should just commit and say next next season is All either right. Yoko yeah. Ono or Eminem. It, it'll, it'll, it'll be a surprise surprise motherfucker because i'm closing the voting the day before yes sounds good to me all right yep well thanks for listening everyone um i hope you enjoyed our deep dive into bruno rattellini um bruce willis is not italian by the way he is half german um so i don't know why he and he was born in germany apparently so i don't know why he uh wanted to be a a italian american named bruno rattellini (laughs) Oh man, now we'll never have a Bruce Willis presidency. No, you're right. Oh no, unless unless no. we get unless we get the uh, Schwarzenegger amendment passed. <laughs> Remember back in the day when people were actually talking about trying to get a constitutional amendment passed so Arnold Schwarzenegger could run for president? I don't remember that. Oh, I remember hearing that. Yes. Uh those were more innocent days in some ways. Oh boy. Well, until next week, uh, this has been Think Outside the Box Set. You can visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Go on our Discord. The link will be in the show notes. Uh, write us a review on iTunes. That would be very good for us. Or if you if you can't spare, you know, a single minute to write a review, uh, I guess you can just click on the stars. <laughs> okay, come on. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't have to be a long review. Just say, hey, good show. Like it. Fun time. That's all you got to do. <laughs> Would do business again. Would do business again. Join us under the boardwalk. Yep. Um, so you, you can do that on <laughs> iTunes or just hit tap those stars. That only takes literally two seconds. Uh, if you want to support us directly, you can go to our uh, and help us continue making the show. You can go to our Patreon at support.boxset.website. Uh, kick us a few bucks and you'll get access to our weekly mini show called What's in the Box Weekly. Uh, what do we talk about this week, Cameron? Uh, 
Well, we talked about Carnival Row, the Amazon show, and you talked about uh, The Leftovers. Yeah. And we both followed up on uh, The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. And you pointed out um, what uh, Star Wars and spaghetti have in common. Yum. <laughs> oh, I like that. It's a teaser. A little tease. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so check that out, everyone. I gotta know. You gotta know. <laughs> Star Wars, spaghetti. Is it mom spaghetti? Is it space spaghetti? Who even knows? Um, you should also listen to Cameron's other podcast, which is called get up in the cool. It's a real fun show that is about traditional acoustic musics. Uh, oftentimes it is Appalachian old time music with fiddles and banjos, but not always. He's got some wacky, like nickel Harpa players and clog dancers and stuff. Ooh, Hmm? pretty soon. I got my episode with Lon Pinon, um, who play traditional new Mexican fiddle and accordion music. Hot damn. And uh, I learned uh, some of those songs, and they did a couple without me so that they could actually show off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was uh, it was a hoot. It was really really good. Uh, and there's one <laughs> one moment. <coughs> uh, it was a live show at the Kauai Old Time Gathering, and uh, someone didn't know that we were recording a podcast, and he was like, "Is this bluegrass?" <laughs> and uh, the the guitarist or um, I don't know the actual name of the instrument he was playing, like this kind of crazy New Mexican guitar. Oh, it was like a Bajo Sexto uh, or something? It wasn't, it was something like that, yeah. like with double strings gotcha. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he said, uh, in response to, is this bluegrass? He said, no, it's brown grass, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of the best moments that I think will ever be on my show. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's very good. <laughs> oh, it's delicious. It was uh. so good. <laughs> Uh, but their music is yeah pretty amazing and um so you have that to look forward to sometime probably in the next month hell yeah that's that's very exciting mm-hmm. yeah so check that out everyone get up in the cool um and until next week i've been nathan hunt and i'm a human smirk and i've been camera do it and only in america can you take a harmonica solo <laughs> only <laughs> only in america oh boy Today, we are all Bruno. <laughs> what a weird album. Uh, yeah. I wonder if I regret pushing for it so hard. <laughs> I wonder if you do, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's always hard to say. Yeah. We did end up shitting on it quite a bit, especially near the second half, but um, I, it was much more... F- I, I had a much better time listening to it than Chris Gaines. Yeah, I mean... I, I feel like this, the sort of the whole point of the album is like he's doing a character that is like shitty. Yeah. I feel like that we maybe should have actually addressed that aspect of it. Yeah, I guess. But now but we're like, addressing what, what are the merits of that? You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs>